Amen. Good morning, everyone. Uh, honored to be here. I'm grateful for the invitation. I'm grateful for the friendship uh, that is uh, blossoming. Uh, as I shared in first service, um, my family and we were able to go out and, um, as Pastor Brad shared, have a meal together in Old Overland Park. And I was so appreciative of the care shown to my family, uh, spe uh, specifically to my children. Um, we just felt so loved and cared for. So thank you so much uh, for how you embody that, uh, Pastor Brett. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you all for uh, this invitation to share with you all. Uh, something happened at the end of the first service. Um, so in order to spare um, all of us of some embarrassment, um, I just want to let you all know that I cannot vote. Right. I, uh, I'm actually a citizen of the United Kingdom. <laughs> I'm not a U.S. citizen. And at the end of the first service, someone strongly encouraged me to vote. And I had to let them know that I cannot do that. <laughs> right? And they looked at me very disappointedly. Uh, so uh, just so you all know, the accent that you're picking up is a British accent. Um, I grew up in the U.K., in London uh, specifically, um, but I have been here in the States about 16 years. So there's like a little bit of that. Is that South African, Australian, British? Not really sure, um, which is what the um, gentleman said to me. Um, so just so we're clear, I cannot vote, okay? But you all go ahead and do it, right? <laughs> I, I uh, participate in the political process in different ways besides voting. All right, so... Today, I would love to be able to share with you all something that I have learned over this past year. Uh, is that okay? Uh, can I share with you all? Um, that's, that's cool? Great, great. I'm so glad you all said yes, otherwise I don't know what I would do. Um, so at the beginning of this year, and actually each year in the existence of New Community Covenant Church, I have taken some time uh, to pray and to fast and to ask the Lord what message or what passage would he have for us? And I did that. I started this year off in intentional time in prayer, asking the Lord, okay, 2020, New Community Covenant Church, still a young church, 2017 when we signed that document um, saying that we are officially a church plant of the Evangelical Covenant Church. So we're, we're babies, right? But still, I believe the Lord can use us. Um, so the Lord gave me a word a theme for 2020, and it was this, bearing witness. Bearing witness. Taken from Acts 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, my prayer for our young congregation our young church plant, is that we would continue to grow in what I call missional imagination. I believe many times when we think of missional engagement, we kind of just take what has already been handed down to us. Whether it be overseas or local, we just kind of go with what's been handed to us. But what I really wanted for our congregation is to use some imagination, to break out of the box Right, to use some imagination, to be innovative in how we then engage with our community. So missional imagination. I was so excited 
I was so ready to preach on this topic of bearing witness, which I did. I was ready to begin community groups on this idea of bearing witness, which we did. Right? I even bought a bunch of books, and we handed out books to folks um, to help them understand and, and have a better understanding of what it looks like to live as Jesus would if he was in their neighborhood. But there's one thing that God didn't tell me about when God gave me a word, and it was COVID-19. <laughs> God left that part out. <laughs> it has been a challenging year, to say the least, hasn't it? It's not how we expected it would be. Um, it's not what we would have hoped there would be. See, in COVID-19, which is, which is a global pandemic, we have seen over a million lives lost worldwide. We've seen 224,000 lives lost right here in the United States. Millions have lost their jobs, and we're in the midst of an ongoing housing crisis. We're in one month after the stay-at-home notice was passed, we saw over 1,000 evictions just in my county. People are losing their homes. Besides the pandemic of COVID-19, we continue to see an endemic of racism. Wildfires on the West Coast and the Northwest, and most recently in Colorado, as people are losing homes. Record-breaking violence in Kansas City, Missouri, where just this past week we broke our record. I would just say when it comes to violence and what we're seeing in our community, um, this is pointing to more deeper systematic issues. Violence is a symptom of deeper issues. And then to top it all off, and the icing on the cake, it's an election year. It's a challenging year. And it makes me, I don't know if about you, but it makes me want to yell at the top of my lungs, Jesus, fix it. Fix it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the death. I'm tired of the suffering, the struggle. I'm so sick and tired of it. Jesus, fix it. And the question I've had to wrestle with this year is, is it possible? Is it still possible for my small congregation, this new church plant, to continue to bear witness in the midst of these unprecedented and challenging times? And it's a question I want to pose to you, Hillcrest Covenant Church. Is it possible in the midst of these challenging times for you to continue to bear witness? Well, we know the answer to that question, right? It's yes. Absolutely yes. And Jesus is our model. We lo always look to Jesus, right? As the first song we sang says, Jesus is the answer. So I want you all to turn with me to Mark chapter 1. We're just looking at two short verses today. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. These two verses, they challenged my thinking. And it reminded me that it's still possible to bear witness. But even deeper than that is through our words and our actions that we're able to do so. All right, so Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15 says this. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. 
The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Now, I love the way Mark writes. Mark, in his account of the Gospels, he gets straight down to business. His, 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 his account of the Gospel message, the life of Jesus, he cuts out all of the fluff and just gets straight down to it. And I love that about action. So verse 14 tells us that John is in prison. But despite that, Jesus still goes out and proclaims the good news. Jesus knew what had put John in prison. If you look at Mark 6, 14 to 29, it gives us more detail, right? We know exactly what happens to John if you read that passage. But Jesus decides that he would still continue to go out and proclaim the good news. See, the good news is so good that even in the midst of persecution, it still has to go forward. See, John, as Jesus' forerunner, was incarcerated for preaching a message of repentance, not only to all people, but even to those in power, specifically King Herod. And here's a true statement. When the people of God, or when the prophets, speak truth to power, and call them to repentance, there will be negative consequences because those in power don't want to give up power. So what we see here is John the Baptist, who prepares the way of the Messiah, Jesus, he speaks truth to power. If you remember when, he, when, when we see the Pharisees show up, John calls them a brood of vipers. And then when, Herod, when he speaks to Herod, he, he, he persecutes, or not persecutes, but he speaks truth to Herod in a way that Herod doesn't like and eventually arrests him and gets him killed. So what I love is that though John is in prison for preaching repentance, Jesus still went out to preach because the gospel is such good news, the message still has to get out. See, in the midst of COVID-19, the gospel is such good news that it still has to get out. In the midst of racial divides, in the midst of broken systems, the good news is still is such good news, it still has to get out. In the midst of so much doubt and frustration and fear, the good news is still so good that it still has to get out. So Jesus tells them that the kingdom is near. But what I love is that some translators state that the kingdom is not only near, but the kingdom is among you. The kingdom isn't only near us or maybe even coming closer to us at some point, someday, but Jesus says the kingdom is among you. It's here. It's among you right now. So because the kingdom is among you, that radically changes how we live and how we see challenges. See, I realize both the power of sharing good news, but I also realize that there's also power in experiencing it. The kingdom is among you. As the people of God are gathered, the kingdom is in our midst. 
As we come together, the kingdom is in our midst. The kingdom is present. The kingdom is breaking in. And Jesus is telling people as he goes out and preaches that, hey, I have good news for you. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is among you. So repent and believe it. To bear witness is not only with our words, as I was hoping that for my church, I was really wanting to equip our congregation, give them tools to be able to bear witness. But what I've been learning over the year, what God is having to remind me is that we also bear witness by our collective presence. When we really lean into being followers of Jesus, when we live as though that is true, when the church just comes together, we are witnessing. So repent and believe it. In the Greek, the word for repent is metanoia, a change of mind or thinking, a shifting of our paradigm. So repentance is not only a turning from old ways. Right? It's not only turning away from those bad things that you shouldn't be doing, those sins. But it's also a change of heart and mind. So in order for you to bear witness, there must be a practice of repentance. It's not just when you come to relationship with Jesus and you confess your sins. You know, that's not the only time that as people of God, as followers of Jesus, that we should repent. But what we see from this passage and what Jesus calls us to is an ongoing practice of repentance. The changing of our mind that allows us to see that Jesus is at work and that the kingdom is among us. See, Jesus makes the declaration that the kingdom is among you and tells his hearers to repent and believe. But the question I want us to ponder, the question I want us to ask ourselves this morning is, what must we repent of? And what should we believe? First, I believe we must repent of a spirit of fear. Still use wisdom, right? But repent of a spirit of fear and believe in the power of the spirit. Repent of fear but believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Believe that the Spirit is at work. One thing that we say in our church at the beginning of COVID is the Spirit of God is not in quarantine, <laughs> right? That's to remind our folks of that. Like, we may be stuck in the house. You may be masked and covered up, but the Spirit of God isn't. The Spirit of God is still on the move. The gospel is still going out. People are still coming to saving faith in Jesus Christ. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. COVID-19 won't stop it, right? Racism won't stop it. Now, all the things that we're afraid of will not stop it. We must repent of our desire to control outcomes. I'm so guilty of that, right? 20, beginning of 2020, I wanted to control all the outcomes, <laughs> right? And I had to realize I have to repent of the desire to control, because really, my desire to control is me trying to be God. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. 
I want to control the outcomes, first of all, because I want to be God, maybe also because I want to get the credit. Right? I want folks to recognize how good I am. Right? I want to control this thing. Right? I want to take whatever I'm working on to the next level. Right? But the reality is, as followers of Jesus, as people who have to learn to repent and believe that the kingdom is among us, we must repent of our desire to control outcomes and believe that God is always in control. God is always in control. Especially in those moments when we feel like we are out of control. We have no control of what's going on. When week to week we have no idea what's going to come next, right? When it's just like, how many more surprises are we going to get in 2020, right? What's next? In the midst of being in that environment, God is still in control. And thirdly, we must repent of our allegiances to worldly empires. John reminds us of that. John reminds us of that. As he prepared the way for the Messiah, John called out the people of God who have pledged allegiance to empire and forgotten where their true allegiance should lie and said, hey, the king is coming. Repent and believe. Prepare yourselves. So we must repent of our allegiances to worldly empires and believe the kingdom of God is among us and that Jesus is Lord. So in September, our church had our first social distancing camping trip. I didn't plan it. I wasn't expecting it, but our folks made it happen. And I said, okay, since you all made it happen, I'll go, right? <laughs> and so I went with my daughter. We went, and it was our first ever camping trip. I was not prepared. If it wasn't for some of the folks in our church, I would have starved to death. <laughs> but they took care of us. And on our camping trip, um, God showed me something powerful. God challenged me in this whole idea of bearing witness. And on our final day, we were there for two nights, on our final day of our camping trip, as we, we were going to come together and have a, um, I was going to share a short devotional, we were going to just have a time of fellowship. One of the things that we do as a part of our culture at New Community Covenant Church is we have what we call good news. Every single week we do it. Two questions. How has God shown up for you this week? And how have you been good news to somebody else? There are two questions we ask. And this is a way of us building this culture, sharing testimony, and then reminding one another that we're supposed to be on mission as well. Right? God invites us into that. So as we're preparing for this time and this passage comes to mind, it's like God was knocking. And God, kind of like God was telling me, like, hey, your people have been bearing witness. See, I wanted to control the outcomes because I thought that it was going to look a certain way, but God did it anyway. Our people did bear witness, but it wasn't so much what they said out in the streets and in the community. It's who they were when they were together in the ways that we continue to stay connected in the midst of a pandemic, the way that we loved one another as folks lost jobs and, and people were struggling, 
right? It's, it's the way that we were, not just what we said. So it wasn't how I planned, but yet and still God came through. And our community, our church this year has been a witnessing community. So a little bit about our church, New Community Covenant Church. Who are we? I just want to share with you real briefly a bit of our, who we are, missional DNA. That's what I call it. Um, so first of all, we are, commu- we are a community of grace, healing, and reconciliation. Grace is like the front door. None of us come to the Father. None of us come to Jesus but by his sacrifice, right? Because of the grace of God, right? So as we enter into this relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ because of his grace, then there's some work to be done. We all come to the Lord with baggage. We all come with hurt. We all come with pain. We all come with false allegiances, right? And we have to do the work to heal individually and also collectively. It's healing that has to take place. Unfortunately, in the church, and we haven't done as much of that, right? So sometimes we sound as just as broken as the world does because we haven't done that work to heal. But at New Community Covenant Church, we really want to be intentional in that, creating spaces of healing. What that's looked like for us recently is we just got done teaching through a series of, of lessons uh, called Legacy, right? The 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 broken patterns or unhealthy patterns that have been handed down to us from generation to generation. And what we've done is we've named those patterns. We even did a panel discussion on Zoom. We had people share what had been handed down to them in their families. And then what we've done, Naya, who's on our preaching team, she's also uh, in training to be a a family therapist. She's now facilitating discussion every Monday night to then create space for us to go deeper and actually heal and give us the tools and the resources to change those patterns. So as the church, we're really trying to be intentional in healing. Then reconciliation. Second Corinthians, a ministry of reconciliation that Paul speaks about that has been given to us. We have been reconciled back to God because of what Jesus has done, his grace. But then we've also been given this ministry of reconciliation to call people into right relationship with God, but also right relationship with one another. So that's the first aspect of our missional DNA. Also, missional disciples who follow Jesus and live out our calling. There is no such thing as a static disciple. We're not disciples by name only. But one thing that I know to be true is that we are always discipling others around us. We are being discipled by something, by somebody. My prayer is that each of us are being discipled by and into Jesus Christ. So a a missional disciples who follow Jesus and live out our calling. Though we are missional disciples collectively, God has given every single one of us gifts. Every single one of us. And God calls us, invites us to use those gifts to help to proclaim the kingdom, to shine light on the kingdom, to shine light on who our God is. And then finally, to be deeply rooted in our neighborhoods. We believe it's important for us as the church to be present, um, to view our community kind of as a parish. Um, So there are people who don't call New Community Covenant Church their church home, but I am their pastor. They're they're not going to come to church. They don't feel ready. They're not ready for that. 
But I remember countless Sundays when I'll come home from church and there'd be a group of men gathered on the front porch and say, hey, pastor, what'd you talk about today? And we'd hang out and I'd share a word with them, pray with them, be with them, be with them at funerals. So being deeply rooted in our neighborhoods. So this is who we are as New Community Church. Now what's been crazy is that in the midst of COVID, we've seen our small congregation grow. We've baptized people. And we've become more connected in the midst of this pandemic. In a time where We've been told not to connect, right? We've been, we've been told not to physically, right? The six feet. And before that, it was like, no, stay in your house. We've, we've gotten more connected. Um, and I think the reason why we become more connected is not only because of the words that we have said in sharing our faith, but because the kingdom is among us. Um, one of the young women who we had the privilege of baptizing recently, um, she's on the screen, Joanna, it's my wife baptizing in the top picture. And we baptized her a few months ago, and we were doing a prayer walk in June, and we, we do that regularly. Um, for the past three or four years, every spring and summer and fall, we walk our neighborhood and we pray. So early this summer, we were doing that at Central High School. We had the principal join us. And we were walking and praying and on the corner of Cleveland and Linwood Boulevard. I remember it. I just remember it so clearly. We were walking and we stopped at that corner to pray. And Joanna tells my wife and I, Stephanie, and I, she says, hey, I've, I feel so safe around you all. You make me feel welcome. And as a result of the way that you all have treated me, I've come to put my faith in Jesus and I want to get baptized. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's beautiful. And what's happened is Joanna has been baptized, and now we're preaching through a series of lessons on um, discipling the next generation. And what's been beautiful to see is the influence that Joanna now has on her children. Her daughter just made a TikTok video, and in the TikTok video, she's encouraging her friends to trust God and trust Jesus. It's just beautiful what's happening in the midst of COVID. So this is what I mean by the kingdom among us. So what have I learned? I have learned over these last few months that repentance and belief are a lifelong journey and that we never arrive. I've learned that especially in seasons that are challenging, that if we are faithful as the people of God, those who are far from God will witness the kingdom among us. And I've also learned that the kingdom is among us, so repent and believe it. Hillcrest, my friends, what would it look like for us, for you as a congregation, to take the time to take inventory of how the kingdom has broken in? I know we're in a season where we can focus a lot on the bad news. We can be discouraged in the fact that we have to show up and worship wearing a mask that we can't sit next to and we can't hug our friends and we can't be in each other's homes like we'd want to be. But I guarantee you the kingdom is still among you. I guarantee you that the kingdom is still breaking in. I guarantee you that Jesus is still Lord. I guarantee you that God still calls us 
who have missional imagination. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the opportunity to be sent, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of division, even in the midst of brokenness, you are here. And you compel us by your love to continue to bear witness. Lord, may our eyes and our hearts be open to the places and the people that you would have us go to. And Lord God, may our eyes be open, even in this space right now where we are gathered, where we are gathered as your people, as the church, and Lord, may we remember, may we remember, Lord God, that your kingdom is among us. So Lord God, may we be a people that repent of a spirit of fear and believe in the power of your spirit, May we be a people that repent of our desire to control outcomes and believe that you, Lord God, are always in control. And God, may we repent of any allegiances that that prop up empire and that are not of you. And may we believe that the kingdom of God is among us and that you, Lord Jesus, are Lord. May you have your way in us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.